we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into the menopausal years. And that's for good reason. One, because uh, I think after you've been doing this job for a while, you kind of, you age with your clients. And so what I mean by that is, you know, the clients that I used to have when they were 40 years old, they're now 55 and 60 years old. And so it forces you to learn a little bit forces you to learn a little bit differently and, and study some, some different things. School is also never ending. So I'm, I'm doing some work in, in researching some different areas with that. And so I'd like to share that with you, but I want to, I want to dive into the menopause thing. Um, And that's because there is just not, there is not great advice out there for women moving into these years. And that's not fair because I think the average right now, I think the average age or life expectancy is like 81. The average start time of menopause is 51. And so that means you're spending 40% of your life in and after menopause. And if you tag on the years of perimenopause prior to that, let's say another 10 years, you're spending over 50 years, 50% of your years in or after menopause. And so um, it's not fair that we just don't have any awesome guidance around that time. And instead we're like, yeah, it happens. It, you know, it's just part of life and manage the symptoms and do your best. It sucks. And so uh, I want to do a couple things. I want you to, I want to help you understand the symptoms. I want to help you understand what's going on in perimenopause and menopause. I want to help you understand what you can do about it. And just to let you know, none of it's easy. Like none of the stuff that you have to do to age really well is easy. Um, and it's, it's even harder because of the phase of life that you're in. And so the things that you have to do to age like a badass are really hard because for women, oftentimes you're momming really hard at the time that you've got to do some really hard things in either the gym or diet wise or um, environmental things that you have to do. And so you have to make time for yourself. And most often we're asking you to make time to, to do these things to help you age really well at a time in your life where you be, you are last because you've got kids. Um, and I know that not everybody has kids, but you know, the majority of people moving into these phases are really struggling because they can't find time to, to put themselves first. So, uh, so without further ado, I, I want to talk a little bit about just the inflammatory process of, um, of menopause. And I want to talk about the, the hormones in menopause. This feels like it needs to be probably like a four part series, but, um, so I don't know necessarily what I will cover right now. But I do want you to understand just a, a few things around it. So if you think that you're in perimenopause and you're only 35 years old, uh, you, you could be right. Just so you know, it is very genetic. If if your mom started fairly early, then you, you might start early as well. Um, but you, you can really start this process anytime after about the age of 34, 35, it's not likely. It's more likely that you start it right around between 40 and 45 that you start that perimenopause phase. The perimenopause phase, it's hard to say, 
is where things are starting to neural adapt and you are starting to uh, feel and sense some just changes going going on, but they're not like big enough changes for you to to do anything about necessarily. You might just notice some different things happening. Um, you might start to have some hot flashes, but you only had one every six months or something like that. So, so that's that perimenopause phase. And then you start uh, menopause, which is another eight or 10 years or so. And menopause is a point in time, but the process of menopause is a very long period of time. So because of the shift happening in your hormones, which we'll get into, the shift causes a change in the inflammation status of your body. Um, so let's talk about inflammation. So just so that we're all on the same page, inflammation is um, it's a process that your body goes through that allows your immune system to, to fight something. Um, that stimulus could be an injury. It could be a sickness, an illness, a foreign body, anything like that. We know of acute inflammation where you can actually see the inflammation. You sprain your ankle, your ankle gets enlarged. That is acute inflammation, and it's a normal, healthy response to the irritation of that tissue. Chronic inflammation is at the root cause of most diseases. And we're going to get to how this is tied into menopause soon, but inflammation is at the root of most diseases. Now, what I mean by that is chronic inflammation. So it's this slow, destructive process of your body. And again, because it's chronic, it's never turned off. It becomes harmful. Chronic inflammation is, uh, it's damaging and it acts like just a slow burning fire in your body that stimulates these pro-inflammatory cytokines that are basically attacking your body. You usually don't feel chronic inflammation. And so um, I get a, a lot of people that show me their blood work that show, it, it shows that they are truly inflamed, whether that's a, and because of an adrenal response or a hormonal response, sorry, an androgen response. Um, their numbers might show that their body is inflamed, but they don't necessarily feel either stressed out or inflamed. So you don't usually feel chronic inflammation, uh, meaning like our brain doesn't actually register that it's happening because it's so low level. It can occur everywhere in the body. And there's tons of research that indicate that it's a common trigger and it's a, it's a contributor, I guess, to multiple chronic diseases. For example, um, excess immune cells and their signaling molecules circulating in your system can damage blood vessels, which causes atherosclerosis, um, pancreatic tissue causes diabetes. Um, if you've got infl chronic inflammation in your joints, you know that to be arthritis and so on and so forth. So why am I talking about inflammation? Well, inflammation happens with aging and aging is, let's define that, a decline of your body's function to function. So the integrity of your body is starting to decline and that is with time. So as women approach menopause, which is again, typically between the ages of 42 to 40, sorry, 40, 42 to 50, our bodies will go through several hormonal changes and fluctuations that can affect us dramatically and symptomatically. One of those changes is your level of estrogen, 
progesterone and testosterone. They all have a role to play in this age-related inflammation. So I'm tying together inflammation, aging, and menopause. So for example, the declining levels of estrogen play a major role in joint pain during menopause. It seems to be that that decrease in estrogen corresponds with a rise in inflammatory markers, markers, and those are called cytokines. Those cytokines are interleukin-1 and interleukin-6, and those inflammatory chemicals cause pain in your joints, and you have age-related arthritis. Estrogen affects joints by keeping inflammation down. Therefore, during perimenopause and menopause, as estrogen levels begin to decline, joints get less and less estrogen and therefore more and more inflammation and more and more pain. Um, the hormone changes leading up to menopause can also cause weight gain, which is frustrating. And there's tons of evidence, very clear evidence that extra fat cells, especially around the midline of the body add to systemic inflammation because it is visceral fat. It is a different kind of fat than subcutaneous fat. So it adds to this systemic inflammation that I've been talking about, and it creates even more inflammatory cytokines and C-reactive protein, uh, which promotes more and more inflammation. As our levels rise in inflammation, so does our susceptibility to disease, weight gain, and cancer. I'm going to say that again. As our levels of inflammation rise, so does our susceptibility to disease, weight gain, and cancer. How does inflammation rise? Through perimenopause and menopause because of the changes in hormones. Okay, I think I'm going to stop there and I'm going to basically just restart my recorder and start to talk about um, the hormones of menopause. And I'm doing that so that if you don't care what's actually happening, hormonally in menopause, just skip that next one. But I don't want to put it here and bore you to death if you if you just don't care about that. So what I've done so far is I've made the connection between menopause, inflammation, and uh, age and disease. And so I will branch out into the hormone changes, and then I will come back uh, in a third one and talk about inflammation and what to do about it. 